0: God is in control. She's a happy girl.
1: Welcome back to another program of Woman at the Well Ministries where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womenatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk She's with Jesus Christ. Girl. In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Pastor Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we share on the topic of sustaining grace.
2: Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. This is the last installment in this series that we're doing on grace. And today, as Erica said, we're going to talk about sustaining grace. And I believe that If we were honest with ourselves, we would really realize that we as Christians don't really use the grace that God has given us in the way that he would have us to use it, and we don't recognize the grace that is around us. And I think sometimes that's because we simply aren't where the grace is being bestowed. I think that we are living a life that isn't in the center of God's will, and though his grace is sufficient, and His grace is abundant, and His grace is limitless. I believe that we, as Christians, find ourselves sometimes in a situation where we're living a life that isn't able to receive the grace that God has for us. There's no room for it, because we simply are crowding our lives with our own thoughts, our own plans, our own ideas, and taking the control of our life away from Him. And in doing so, He can't bestow His grace upon us, because we're no ways near where the grace is being bestowed. Our verses today that we're going to pivot off of are found in Second Corinthians. The first one is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And then the next one that Erica will read is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Erica, would you read for us, please?
1: Sure. So Second Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work.
2: The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8 there that always having all sufficiency in all things. So it brings up the question that many people will throw at us from time to time about if his grace is sufficient, then why do I feel as if I'm not living in grace? And that's a delicate uh, response that Mm -hmm. one has to make because the answer to that is always the same. You're not where you need to be with Jesus. Because his grace is sufficient, we know that from experience, but more importantly, we know that from his word. In just those two verses alone, we have been told that his grace is sufficient. And I believe that it brings up a real point that we need to reflect upon. And perhaps that's what you and I are doing here tonight, Eric, is that we are reflecting on our part in the reception of his grace. He has it. He is abundantly bestowing it, but we too often are not able to receive it. So since we're not getting what he has for us, it has to be us because he is perfect and he is seeking us and his grace is sufficient But I believe the problem lies in the fact that we don't sufficiently seek him. And as a result, we don't sufficiently seek his grace.
1: And I think that one of the things that we don't often realize is that to sufficiently seek him, we have to seek ourselves less. We have to empty things out of us, out of our hearts and out of our minds to make room to allow his grace to work in our lives. If we continue to just fill ourselves up with our own thoughts and with the things that we see in the world and our own ideas about things, there isn't room for us to receive. You can't, if you have hands that are full There's no place for you to accept a gift from someone. That
2: reminds me of the account in John chapter four, where the woman at the well comes to Jesus and she comes with an empty bucket because she is looking to be filled with water. She wants to fill her bucket with water to feed her family, to give drink to her family. And in the meantime, while she's talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the great I Am, He gives her water where she'll never thirst again. But in both instances of that same account, what we see is that the woman comes empty. She comes empty and broken at noontime so that all the people who are accusing her of the way that she's living her life will not be there to harass her. But she realizes what she is doing. And she comes to him and she discusses this with him And as she releases the sinfulness of her life and repents and turns away from it, and we know this because when she leaves, she comes out saying, come see a man and show me all things ever I did is not this the Christ. And as she repents from that and empties herself of her sin, he fills her with living water. He fills her with love. He fills the gaps of her life with the goodness of his grace and she comes to the well with an empty bucket seeking to fill it with water yet we as Christians get in a situation we get in a storm we get in a problem and we come filled to the brim with our ideas our thoughts our way of handling it our plans Um, our needs, our um, thoughts of how things should go, our idea of right and our idea of wrong. And there is no room for him to pour in his grace of wisdom, his grace of direction, his grace of knowledge, his grace of goodness. His grace
1: that's going to sustain us through that storm.
2: Because we give him no room. And... I believe that we are as guilty as the innkeeper were in the days of his birth that said there's no room for him in the inn. We don't make room for him. And then we blame him for the circumstances of our life when all along he
1: has sufficiently provided and we have completely ignored. In that verse in 2 Corinthians twelve nine, that verse talks about, and it's... If you, if you take a look at it in your Bible, it's got red letters in it, right? Just Jesus talking here. Um, Jesus says, you know, unto Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul had to understand and admit the weaknesses that he had, you know, the the things that he had to understand the things he couldn't do on his own, right? The places that he that he didn't have the strength to do it so that he could then receive Christ's strength.
2: Because if he had not realized he had a need for God, he would have never been dependent upon God's directions. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where the rubber meets the road is, it's been said of old, we don't allow ourselves to recognize when we are taking the reins from God instead of following, we are trying to lead. And we don't have, first, the job to lead. Our job is to follow. Secondly, we don't have the knowledge, the wisdom, the power, or the plan. But he does. And I believe in this verse when he says that his, his strength, that God's strength and his strength is made perfect in his weakness. It's because he has stepped aside and allowed God to fill him up in the way that God has intended him to be filled. And so he's reaching the perfect plan that God has for him because he has removed himself from the equation and come, so to speak, as an empty vessel to be filled with God's goodness, grace, mercy, love. And he is simply removing himself away from it.
1: And what he's filled with, we read in 2 Corinthians 12, what he's filled with is sufficient, right? It has, it's everything that we need. And then if we look over in verse 9, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that it's sufficient and it's more than sufficient, right? It's abundant. And
2: it says that you may abound to every good work. You know, sometimes we're failing at things because we were never meant to do them to begin with. Amen.
1: But we think we are. We think, oh, that looks like something God would like me to do. And we try to use reasoning. Mm -hmm. We use our reasoning skills and we...
2: Sometimes we even do pros and cons. Well, here's the pro of this, and here's the con of this. I can save you a lot of time. If it's God's will, it's a yes. If it's not God's will, it's a no. And it doesn't matter any other pros and cons. That's all we need to ascertain in order to discern the will of God in our lives. Is it of God, or is it of not? not of God?
1: And if it is, he will provide, right? And he'll be sufficient
2: for the good work. And it'll be bigger and better and greater than you can imagine. And whatever it is that you think you're giving up when you give up your will, it is minuscule compared to the greatness God has for you when you follow his plan. Our eyes and our minds and our ears and our little finite mind... Can't even imagine the stuff that God has waiting to give us if we would just get out of the way and give Him an empty vessel that He could fill.
1: There's no better place, and I know you say this all the time, but there's no better place to find ourselves than to be in the center of His will. There's no better feeling in life than to just sit in His presence. And there's no better, there's no better. Place that we might find ourselves than in the place where you know he wants you to
2: be. And I believe Paul says this perfectly in 2 Corinthians twelve nine when he says, I would rather glory in my infirmities. He doesn't care what it takes. He just wants to be able to submit to God. And he knows himself well enough to know in this passage that I need some things to bring me down. I need some things to humble me to where I will yield control of my being and my life to God. And he would rather have those. And he glories in those. That the power of Christ, see, that's the part we haven't hit upon. It's not just grace. We have power The power of Christ rests upon him. That means it stays with him. Mm -hmm. It's not a hit or miss. It's not um, sliding around and he has it for a split second, smacks him up the side of the head. No, he has the power of Christ resting on him. And when we have the power of Christ in the center of his will, now that is an abundant life
1: because then everything that the lord has asked you to do or that the lord wants to get done will get done. Right? Paul is writing this as someone who had watched, you know, lives transformed by Jesus. He's he knows what happens when the power of God rests on him. He's someone that has gone into foreign cities and watched whole cities transform. Because suddenly people understood who Jesus was. Like he's speaking from true experience here, as someone who knows what happens when the power of God rests on him. I want that. And we know that the key to that
2: is to yield ourselves to him, come empty, and let him fill us up. Looking to him, the the author of our faith, mm-hmm. looking to him, all powerful, the one who has the plans looking to Him for our directions. He said, come follow me. And that's what we hope, that each of you, as you have heard us in these series of grace podcasts, we hope that it has caused your heart to hunger that you have opened up His blessed book and begun to read for yourselves the things that God says, the promises that He has for you. And it's our prayer that you join us And our next opportunity time to hear us on a podcast, in our conversations as we walk with Jesus that comes out on Wednesdays. And the Monday and Friday messages that would just stir your heart to know him and the character of God in such a way that he is personal to you. God gives us unmerited favor in so many different forms. His grace and mercy are limitless. And it is our prayer that you know him and you know him personally. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you.
1: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com/watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved.